Okay. Okay. What is the second article of the creed? I believe in Jesus Christ, his, we just said the creed, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Okay. What does this mean? I believe that... Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. True... True God, begotten from all eternity, and also true Jesus has two natures. What are they? True God and true man. Yes, I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from all eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary. Yes, is my Lord. Let's do that again. I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true, Man. yes, born of the Virgin Mary is my Lord. Yes, I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten from the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord. That's the first thing of what you're saying. You're saying, I believe that Jesus is my Lord, and that also, as my Lord, he is both God, who is begotten of the Father, and he is also man, born of the Virgin Mary. That's what it is to say that Jesus Christ, to say the second article of the Creed, this whole big thing about who Jesus is, is summed up here with who he is. Okay, review that because for next class, uh, you've got to have the second one down. Who has redeemed me? Now, this is where you ask questions. <clears throat> who, who is Jesus? Well, he is true God and true man, and he is my Lord. What does that mean? What has he done you? He has redeemed me. Who are you that you needed to be redeemed? A lost and condemned person. What does it mean that he redeemed you? He has purchased and won me. From what? From all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil. Wow, how did he do that? Not with gold or silver. Well, what did he use then? But with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. That is for next time. Uh, this is the last class before Christmas break. So you have three weeks after today to review the second article 
and the first bit of its explanation and to learn that second bit. So use your time wisely to learn that. Okay, any questions about the catechism? Okay, on to the term quiz. On to the term quiz. Now, um, okay. Number one. The desire to make oneself great, to aspire to a higher calling than what one has, and to make a god of the self. This is also the chief sin. The chief sin. To desire the desire to make oneself great, to aspire to a higher calling than what one has, and to make a god of the self. That's the big one, a god of the self. Number two, to call upon God or invoke his name for the purpose of causing harm, inflicting pain, enacting punishment or directing wrath and malice against a person or a people. To call upon God or to invoke his name for the purpose of causing harm. All right, number three. Rebellion against God, turning away from his word, every evil thought, word, and deed which goes against God's law. Number four, God's action of subjecting the creation to decay and death as a consequence of man's sin. In this action, God gave over the world to the dominion of Satan and to the depravity of sinful flesh. And lastly, number five, a confession of the church that says man is simultaneously saint and sinner. Simultaneously. Saint and sinner. Okay. Do you need me to read any of these again? 
You need number one again. Okay, number one, the desire to make oneself great, to aspire to a higher calling than, that, than what one has, and to make a god of the self. Any more that you need repeated? All right, Heath, number one. Ungratefulness? Not ungratefulness. Anna? I remember Pride. Yes, pride. That's why the two clues are that it is the chief sin, because the chief sin of Satan and of Adam and Eve is a sin of Pride, desiring to be gods. And that is the other clue, the desire to be gods. Okay, number two, Heath. I do not have number two. Okay, Anna. Curse. To curse, yes. Blessing and cursing are both calling upon God's name, but they are for different functions. To bless someone is to call upon God's name that uh, they might receive benefit. To curse is to call upon God's name to cause harm. Which one is a misuse of the name of the Lord? Uh, I do not know. Well, which, do you think God wants you to use his name to uh, do good or to cause harm? Uh, to do good. Correct. So then the wrong one would be blessing or cursing. If blessing is doing good and cursing is doing harm and the Lord wants you to do good, then which one is wrong? Uh, yes, I mean, harm, which is sin. cursing. Okay? Number three, Anna. Sin. Sin. Heath, can you close this door, please? Mm -hmm. You have to kick those stoppers out. Yes, number three is sin. Pride is a sin. It is the chief of sins, but it is a sin. Sin is any time you rebel against God's word or turn away from it in any way. Okay, Heath, number four. Uh, is it the holy sacrifice? No. Anna? The curse of the fall. Curse of the fall, yeah. The fall, in Genesis 3, when the Lord says, there will be pain in childbirth and the ground will not yield its fruit to you and you will return to the dust. That is the curse of the fall. That is the consequence of sin. The consequence of sin is always what? Uh, pain. Uh, well, somewhat, yes, but there's a bigger one. Yes. Blood. Mm, blood is the price. Blood is the price you pay for sin. But what does it mean when we talk about blood? 
Where does blood come from? What does it mean that there is blood? Does it mean you prick your finger and then it's done? No, no what does it mean? It means you have to like, kill a hole in your Kill, yes. So if you have to kill, that means that what is always the result of sin? What's an, yes? Death. Death. Correct. And number five. Heath, do you know what this one is? Anna, do you know what this one is? <laughs> no, I know where you're going. Simul justus et peccator. The shorthand is just saying simul, S-I-M-U-L. It's like simultaneously. It's the first part of simultaneously, which is why I said the confession of the church that says man is simultaneously saint and sinner. If you had something close just even to simul, S-I-M-U-L, I will give you the point. Okay. Heath? One out of five. Okay, Anna? Three out of five. Okay. You have three whole weeks to keep on reviewing all of these terms and uh, there aren't a whole lot of new terms being added. I think only two or three every new lesson now, really a small number. So there's plenty of time and opportunity to continue reviewing those. All right, any questions about the term quiz? Good. Now, to the book of Judges. Chapter 1. Isn't Judges before Psalms? Yes. Judges is a part of which group of books? Yes, Anna. Is the Torah? Not the Torah, no. Uh, Heath, your time to guess. If you can get it right, I'll give you a bonus point on your term quiz. You already know it's not the Torah, so by process of elimination, I'm sure you can figure it out. Okay, Heath, what's your guess? Uh, I don't know. Historical books. Joshua, Judges, Ruth. Begin the historical books. Okay? Why are they called the historical books? Yes, because they record history. Uh, okay. Judges chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. We'll go clockwise. Now, after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, who shall be first to go up for us against the Canaanites to fight against them? Why, what is it that the Israelites ask the Lord? Uh, wh uh, why is it us to, I mean, who shall go up first to fight against them? Yeah, okay, but what are they asking? 
Say it in your own words. What are they? Like who will go first? Yes, who's going to go first and who are they fighting, Anna? Heath? Canaanites. The Canaanites. And who are the Canaanites? Uh, they're evil people. Well, kind of. The giants who are in the promised land. Okay, yeah, the people who live in the promised land. The Canaanites are the people who live in the promised land. So they're asking, Joshua is dead. Who is Joshua? Do you remember, Anna? Like the guy who um, took over um, Moses' He, yes, he led the Israelites across the Jordan River into the beginnings of the Promised Land. And then he ruled them. He led them like Moses did uh, because Moses was not allowed into the Promised Land. Why not, Heath? Why couldn't Moses go into the Promised Land? Because uh, he... He did something and it was his punishment. What was it that he and did? He sin against God. He did sin against God. How did he sin against God? He didn't like listen to him. Sure. In what way? What was he supposed to do? You. It involved a rock. Um, he was supposed. He did. He smashed the rocks. Yeah, he hit it with his staff. He smacked the rock instead of doing what to it. Yeah, he was just supposed to talk to the rock. But instead, he didn't believe that talking to it would do what the Lord said it would do, so he smacked it. And for that, he was not allowed into the promised land. So Joshua leads them. Now they are up against the Canaanites, and Joshua has died. So they turn to the Lord to ask, who will go against the Canaanites? And what does he say, Anna? Verse 2. And the Lord said, Judah, Judah um, shall go up and meet. Indeed, I have delivered the land into his hands. Yes. Why, what is important about Judah? He doesn't, he like, well, he respects God. Okay, and now this is not the person Judah, this is the tribe of Judah. So all of the people who descended from the man named Judah. Uh, yeah, so there's something important, like there's something important about the Levites. If you remember, the Levites are the ones who take care of the... Anna? The tabernacle. Yeah, the tabernacle, and then later on the... When they don't have a tabernacle anymore, they have something permanent. What is the permanent tabernacle called? No, the ark is in the tabernacle. The temple. They take care of the tabernacle and then they take care of the temple. But now Judah, the tribe of Judah. Can you think of anything important about Judah? Do you know anything important about Judah? Judah is the tribe from which King David comes which means who else comes from Judah? Yes, Anna. Jesus. Jesus comes from the tribe of Judah, yes. In fact, Jesus is also called the Lion of Judah. 
the Lion of Judah, because he comes from the tribe of Judah. So the Lord raises up Judah to go against the Canaanites. And this is something that is important because Judah is not the uh, most important of the tribes. But that is the tribe that is messianic. That means it's about the Messiah. That's the tribe that the Lord raises up to fight the Canaanites. And in so doing, he points ahead to the fact that a great one will come from the tribe of Judah who will conquer sin and death, the enemies of the Lord's people. Okay? Verse 3, he. And Judah said to Simon, his brother. Not Simon, but Simeon. Simeon yes. His brother, come up with me into the territory allotted to me. Allotted? Allotted means uh, reserved or given out. Okay. Yeah. That come up with me into the territory allotted to me, that we may fight against the Canaanites, and I likewise will go with you into the territory allotted with you. So Simeon went with him. Okay, so who goes with him? Simeon. Simeon, yes. So the tribe of Simeon goes with the tribe of Judah. Then Judah went up, and the Lord delivered the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hand. And they killed 10,000 men at Bezek. Why did, what is the result of their conquest? When they, Judah and Simeon go forth, what happens? They killed 10,000 of them. Sure, yes, they killed lots of people, but what is the most important thing that, they, that happened to them? And they... Um, Anna? They won. they won! That's the most important thing. Judah and Simeon went against the Perizzites and the Canaanites, all these people in the land, and they... One, they killed lots of people, yes. And to say that they killed 10,000 people shows how strong and powerful they are. But the fact is that they won. And why is it that they won, Heath? Because um, he... Was it because uh, Judah had... Had Simeon come with him? No, he had someone else with him. Anna? Yeah, the Lord made a promise. He said, hey, go up here. I've delivered them into your hand. So when they go to battle, what is the only thing that can happen? If the Lord has delivered your enemies into your hand, Heath, what's the only thing that can happen if you go to fight your enemies? Uh, you probably... If the Lord has delivered them into your hand... Uh, yeah, the only thing that can happen is that you're going to win. So they don't win because they're strong or because they're powerful. They win because the Lord has promised it. He gives victory to Israel because he promised to them that he would take care of them, that he would lead them into the promised land, and that he would bless them and curse any who came against them. Okay. Continue. Five. And they found Adonai Bezek. Fought against him. 
Mm -hmm. And they defeated the Canaanites and the Perizzites. Yeah. Uh, who is Adonai Bezek, do you think? Is he the leader of the Canaanites? He is the king of the city of Bezek. Yes. Adonai, do you know what Adonai means? Is it... Is it a word that I can't think of? Anna? Like ruler? <gasps> yes, you're very, very, very close. Okay. There is a place, it, yes, it means king. Uh, Adonai can also mean lord, but here it's king. King of Bezek. So Adonai Bezek is just, I am the king of Bezek. But we also call Jesus Adonai. There is a hymn. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and that is uh, based on prayers, and one of them is O Adonai. You can look it up in the hymnal, hymn 357, when you get into church. Look that up and look at the uh, prayers. O Adonai. Okay, uh, verse 6. Adonai Bezek fled. But they pursued him and caught him. And why, does he, why does he flee? Because he was afraid that they were going to defeat him. Yes, and why do you think he is afraid? Because he saw the Canaanites just like die. Yes, he sees how strong the Israelites are. He sees how many men they slay. And he knows what? Anna. That God's with them. Yes. When he sees how strong they are, he, he knows that his people have been delivered into their hands and that the Lord fights for them. Okay, continue, Heath. What do they do to him when they catch him? Uh, they cut off his thumbs and his big toes. Yes, they cut off his thumbs and they cut off his big toes. Seems like kind of a strange punishment, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, we'll find out why in a minute here. Then, oh, excuse me, and Adonai Bezek said, Seventy kings with their thumbs and big toes cut off used to gather scraps under my table. As I have done, so God has repaid me. Then they brought him to Jerusalem, and there he died. Why did they cut off his thumbs and big toes? Because he tried, like, running away. No, not because he ran away. It's in the verse I just read. Uh, oh, as I have done, so God has repaid me. Yes, which means what? So, it's like, God, he like, sort of needed to repay God? Not repay God, God is repaying him. Anna, what's he re what is God repaying Adonai Bezek for? Did you pick up on that? Adonai Bezek took 70 kings that he had conquered and he cut off all of their thumbs and all of their big toes and then made them sit underneath his supper table and eat scraps like dogs. And then when the Israelites captured him, God repaid to him what he had done to the 70 kings. They cut off his thumbs and his big toes. Uh, what happens? 
Why is cutting off the thumbs and the big toes a punishment? It's like the most important, not the most important part of your body, but they like, they basically, like whenever you pick up a war ball, you can't go. Yep, like yeah. That. You can't, you can't really do anything with your hands if you don't have your thumbs. Can you walk really well or run or do anything if you don't have your big toe? They should cuff their pinky toe. That's what supports you. Well, I didn't know that. Well, you'll have to tell the Lord when you get to heaven that he should have cut off the pinky toes instead. Yeah. Uh, they, you can't really walk too well without your big toes. So if he doesn't have his thumbs, he can't use his hands, he can't hold a sword, he can't shoot a bow, he can't do anything. In fact, he can't really feed himself very well either. Without his big toes, he can't walk very well, he can't run. So for the rest of his life, he needs somebody else to do what? Help him? Yes, he needs somebody else to help him. So now he, in his punishment, is humbled. The Lord repays him and teaches him a lesson that he cannot do things on his own anymore. He has to rely upon someone else. Now, where do the Israelites go next? Anna, verse 8. Now the children of Judah fought against Jerusalem mm -hmm. and took it. They struck it with the edge, edge of the sword. Yes. Yes, so where, what city do they conquer? Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Heath. Okay. Continue. And afterward the men of Judah went down to fight against the Canaanites who lived in the, in the hill country. In the, and in the Negev. What? Negev. Negev. And in the lowland. Mm -hmm. Then Judah went against the Canaanites who dwelt in Hebron. Now the name of Hebron was formerly Kirjath Arba. And they killed Sheshai, Ahiman, and Talmai. From there they went against the inhabitants of De Debir. Debir. The name of Debir was formerly Kirjath Sefer. Mm -hmm. And Caleb said... Who's Caleb? I don't know. Is he one of the kings? Nope. Who's Caleb? Anna, do you remember? Sounds familiar. Yes, it sounds familiar because Caleb is Joshua's helper. And they go into Israel and Caleb and Joshua are the only ones who come back and who say, the people are big and they're very strong, but we can still take them because we have the Lord on our side. All the other ones say, oh no, we can't do it. They're too big and powerful. But Joshua and Caleb say, no, we can do it. So Caleb is Joshua's, uh, Joshua's helper. So Caleb says, So, and Caleb said, Who, he who attacked Kirath Sephir, Sephir mm -hmm. um, 
and captures it. I will give him a a kasha. A kasha. Aksha. Aksha. My daughter for wife. And Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, took it. So he gave him his daughter, Aksa, as wife. So who took it? Who was victorious? Yes? Caleb's brother. No, not Caleb's brother. The son of Caleb's younger brother, and his name is? What's his name? No, the Othniel. Othniel. Okay. Next verse. Now it happened when she came to him that she urged him to ask her father for a field, and she dismounted from her donkey, and Caleb said to her, what do you wish? Fifteen, Heath? No, oh, sorry. I thought it was you. She said to him, Give me a blessing, since you have set me in the, in the land of the Negev. Give me also springs of water. And Caleb gave her upper springs and the lower springs. Yes, so she is given away in marriage to Othniel, the warrior, and she receives a blessing. Now, Jump ahead to chapter 3, verse 1. Now these are the nations with the Lord left, that he might test Israel by them, that is, all who had not known any of the wars in Canaan. What does it mean that the Lord left some nations? Like, abandoned? Not really abandoned, but like... didn't destroy them. He didn't send the Israelites to destroy them. Why does he leave them? So, they, so people can teach the word of God to them? Well, that's about half right. Anna? They might have like already believed in God. No, it's right here in verse 1 that he might do what by them? That he might test Israel. He is testing them to see whether they would obey the commandments of the Lord or whether they would turn. And what happens? Verse 2. This was only so that the gen generations the generations children of Israel might be taught to know war. At last those who had not formerly known it. Mm -hmm. Namely, Heath. Um, sure. These are the nations, the five lords of the Philistines. Philistines. Yeah, who fights for the Philistines later on? He's from Gath. He's a big guy. 
he has his head chopped off by uh, David. Is it, is it not? By David, before David is the king, he fights him, he uses a sling. Oh, uh, what's his name, what's his name? Puts a smooth I'm, I'm stone in it, and it hits him in the head, and it knocks him out, and David picks up his sword and <laughs> cuts off his head. The giant, and his name is? I cannot think. I know what you're talking about. David and? Goliath. Goliath. Goliath of Gath is someone who fights for the Philistines. Okay, so the five lords of the Philistines. The five lords of the Philistines and all the Canaanites and the Sidonians. Mm-hmm. And the Hevites who lived on Mount Le Lebanon. 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 From Mount Baal. Baal. Baal Herman. Herman. As far as Lebohammer. Yeah. And they were left that he might test Israel by them to know whether they would obey the commandment of the Lord, which he had commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. Okay, thus the Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hevites, and the Jebusites. Verse 6, Anna. And, my, and they took their daughters and be, to be their wives and gave their daughters to their sons, and they served their gods. Yes, so did the Israelites heed the word of the Lord? No, they did not. Instead, what did they do? Yes, and what was that? Anna. They didn't attack them. They took their daughters to be their wives and gave their daughters to their sons and served their gods. They if you take someone to be your wife or your husband, you are doing what? Marrying. Yes, you're marrying. You're getting married. So they marry the people that are not believers in the Lord, and they serve their gods. They serve their gods instead of the true God, which means they do what? They turn away. Verse 7, Heath. Um, and, the, and the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God and served the Baal. Mm -hmm. Baals and? In the Asherah. Yes. Asherah. Asherahs. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he sold them into the hand of Cushan Rishathaim king of Mesopotamia. And the children of Israel served Cushan Rishathaim eight years. Ha, what does that mean, that he sells them to him, uh, the wait, king of Mesopotamia? Isn't it Hammurabi or not? No. Oh. What does it mean that, that they serve this king of Mesopotamia? Uh... Does it mean like 
they do, like they're basically slaves. To yes, them. not basically, but exactly. They are slaves to the king of Mesopotamia. The Lord delivers them into the hand of their enemies because they turn away from him. Uh, very good. Now, continuing, this is my verse. When the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer for the children of Israel who delivered them. Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. Why does the Lord send a deliverer? Because, Anna? He cares about them, but they do what? They do what? The children of Israel did what to the Lord, Heath? It's right there in verse 9. The Lord raised up a But what do, what do the Israelites do? The Lord raises up a deliverer, but why? What do the Israelites do? Anna? Yes, they cry out to him. They call upon their God, which means, are they still turned away from him? No, they turn back to him. They turn back to him. They repent. They say, we have done evil. Please forgive our sins and take us back. So he sends Othniel, the same man who was mighty and who conquered that city, now is the judge. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Othniel and he judged Israel. He went out to war, and the Lord delivered Cushan Rishathaim. <clears throat> the Lord delivered Cushan Rishathaim, king of Mesopotamia, into his hand, and his hand prevailed over Cushan Rishathaim. So the land had rest for forty years. Then Othniel, the son of Kenaz, died. How many years? Forty. How many years were they slaves? Eight. Eight. Yes. Good. Okay, here are your terms. You need to know Othniel, who is the son of Kenaz and the nephew of Caleb, who also became Caleb's son-in-law because he captured a city. He was the first judge of Israel. Caleb, who was the friend of Joshua and one of the only 12, one of Joshua and Caleb, excuse me, were two of the 12 spies, the only ones who brought back a good report and who urged Israel to trust in the Lord instead of being afraid and to run in and take the land. He and Joshua were the only two that were allowed to enter into the promised land of the original folks who wandered in the wilderness. And also Canaan, which is the land west of the Jordan River, because they have to cross the Jordan River, the land flowing with milk and honey, into which the Israelites enter as they begin the conquest of the Promised Land. Okay, any questions? All right, you get a three-week vacation, January I think 13th.
So not next week, not the week after that, not the week after that. So you have three weeks to work on all of your terms and on your creed. Okay.